Hey there, friend. I hope you are having an amazing day and just a wonderful start to your week or end of your week or whatever day it is when you're listening to this episode. I hope that it has been amazing. I am so excited about today's podcast episode, and I just want to thank you so much for even taking the time to listen to this episode. If you haven't already, it would mean so much to me if you could leave a review on iTunes. Today's episode, we are specifically talking about how to reframe your thought life and reclaim your life through that. How many of you have gotten stuck in negative thought processes where you're just sitting there and you can't see the good in a situation or you're walking through something and you just feel super negative or you just get into a rut? I know that I would be lying if I said that I never got that way. Because I have, and I do. And we so commonly get stuck in this cycle and this negative thought process cycle, and then we start getting trapped in this, and it really alters the way we see everything because our our thoughts are are really everything. Our, Our thoughts really control our life way more than I think we even understand. I think we really underestimate the power of our thoughts and the power of our brain. And according to the National Science Foundation, an average person has about 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Of those thoughts, 80% are negative and 95% are repetitive thoughts. Now, just take a second and imagine how different your days would be if you could understand how to reframe those thoughts so the positives were outweighing those repetitive or those negative thoughts. What if you were able to reframe the way your brain was processing so you got off this crazy cycle of negativity and were able to tap into positivity and we're able to start seeing life glass half full instead of glass half empty. Imagine how much you would actually be achieving. You would stop pulling yourself back from all these dreams or all these things you want to do because you wouldn't be self-doubting. I think it's just incredible. This was a topic that I actually talked about quite a few years ago now. There was this huge event, and it was called Breakfast with Gabrielle. It was put on by um, a pretty big business organization, and they asked me if I would be the keynote speaker and specifically talk about positivity. One thing that people have always noted when they talk to me is how positive and joyful I am. and It kind of makes me laugh. Um, but ever since I had that talk ever since I was a keynote speaker and gave this talk about the power of your thoughts. I've been captivated by the idea and the concept that your thoughts are so powerful. I've just been so captivated by it and it really unlocked a key in me to help me understand like, wow, my thoughts are such a tool that I should be stewarding well, even when I get into those negative thought processes. And now I started researching this quite a few years back and I gave this speech maybe like four or five years ago at this time. And ever since then, it really impacted the way I handled relationships, I handled my faith, I handled business and everything. 
Because I know, and I'm sure you can testify to this, whenever we start getting into these cycles of of negativity and just being in these ruts, it really affects every other part of your life and it really holds you back in so many different ways. And to be completely honest with you, I just came out of this season where I was so down and I felt so upset and I was in this constant cycle of negativity. Something happened in my personal life and triggered this negativity cycle in me and I was just dwelling on it and it was affecting everything and I was starting to get paralyzed with fears and anxieties and just doubts and everything that comes with thinking negative. And then... One day after just feeling so down and in such a rut and feeling so negative, which is not like me at all, I'm typically always a person who can see things glass half full, I was so sick of just feeling so pessimistic and I I cried out to God in, in prayer and in surrender and I was like, God, please help me. I don't know why I'm stuck in this thought process of being so negative. It's affecting everything. Can you please just help me? And I went to bed that night and the next morning I woke up and it felt almost like a light switch had changed in my brain. And God brought this this speech back to my mind. It reminded me, Gabby, your thoughts are your tools. They are so powerful. You can use your thoughts to help you reframe your life and reclaim where you're at. You see, it's not about the situation we're in. It's about how we react to the situation. Recently, I had something happen in my personal life that just felt so heavy. And instead of choosing to make the most of it, I I got stuck in that negative cycle where I was dwelling on it and I was letting it control me. And it was just making me spiral mentally. But God reminded me that my thoughts are a tool and that I can choose to let that situation hold me down and bring me down, or I can allow that situation to be a blessing, to make me stronger in my faith, to help me rely on the Lord even more, to show me that I can't do anything without the Lord's help and without the strength of the Lord. And that was just every single thing that I needed. I want you to know that you have the ability to see everything that happens in your life as a blessing or a burden. The worst thing could be happening to you and you could still be able to make it a blessing. You could still be able to grow from it and see fruit from that experience. No matter what you walk through, you have the choice to stay in a negative thought cycle or to see the positive in it because I guarantee you no matter what situation you walk through no matter how hard it is because I know what you're going through is tough I know it feels heavy I know that you're carrying burdens but I do know and I am confident that with the help of our God our good and gracious God that those burdens can turn into blessings. You see, it's all just how you're going to look at it. And it's all just how you're going to reframe your thought process. So you can be reclaiming your life in a lens of positivity and a lens of thankfulness and having a heart of thankfulness instead of just getting stuck in negativity.
which is so toxic. And this brings me to our first point, and this is something really incredible. And we really got to understand this. When we want to reframe our minds and retrain the way that we're thinking, we have to know this. So if you're taking notes, if you're writing anything down, I want you to write this down. If we want to reclaim our lives by reframing our thoughts, we first have to go to God in prayer and full surrender. We have to go to him and we have to know that we cannot do anything on our own strength. We need to surrender the burdens that we're bearing to him. We have to be humble enough to know that there is nothing we can do on our own. Scripture shows us that time and time again. And I know that life has shown you and life has shown me how much I need my perfect savior, Jesus. Because it's, it's by his strength alone that we're able to get through anything. And I really want to emphasize this next point. I really want to talk about this. Because when we're praying and when we're going to God, when we're humbly going to God in submission and saying, Lord, this, my life is yours and this is what I need help with. This is what is on my heart. Instead of asking God to change the situations we're in, it's really important that we start reframing the focus of our prayers and asking God not to just change the situation, but to give us the strength to endure what we're walking through. Because God is so good and he is able to do everything. There is no limits to his ability, his mighty power. He is amazing. But you see, if we just keep asking God to change the situation, to change whatever is causing us to feel negative or have a rut or make us feel some type of way, if we just keep saying, God, change this, change this, change this, I know that he can. You know that he can. But that doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to. That doesn't mean that it's in his will. And if we get so fixated on the situation changing, we're missing the whole picture because God's understanding is far more than our understanding and his ways are so much higher than ours. And we see this in this verse that I'm referring to. And if you have your Bible, I really want you to open to this and read this with me. And if not, Please make a note to read the scripture later. Scripture that I'm specifically referring to is in Isaiah 55, verse 8 through 9. And it reads, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Wow. Guys, that is just incredible to read and so humbling to know that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and our ways are not his ways because he is so much greater. And I think it is so humbling and also so comforting at the same time because it just puts into perspective that our wisdom is just so, so just a speck in comparison to God's wisdom. And it also puts into 
perspective that he is sovereign and because he is all-knowing, because he is all-powerful, situations are unfolding, but they don't unfold without him knowing. He is so sovereign and we might have no idea why something is happening. We might not have the slightest clue and that can be really hard. When you're walking through this situation that just feels so heavy and you don't understand why, it can be so hard and easy to get stuck into that negative thought process. But when you step back and understand this point that God is in control and that no matter the situation, he is still good and he is sovereign and he allowed it to happen. So the situation can still be used for God's good and still refine us to pull us closer to the Lord. And it lets us see joy in midst of affliction. And I'm thinking of, of Romans 12, 12 right now. And this is actually a scripture that I sent to a very close family member this week. And it's one of my favorite scriptures, and I want to read it to you right now. So Romans 12, 12 reads, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Mm. Guys, that is so good, and that is so perfect for this whole topic of getting out of your negative thought process. Look at this, look at this verse. Be joyful in hope. Be patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. So right there, just dissecting dissecting it, be joyful and in hope. Have hope, not in this world, but in Jesus Christ alone. And when you're rooting your hope in the Lord and in, in Jesus, you're going to have joy despite whatever's going on in this crazy world. Patient in affliction. Be patient when you're going through trials. Be patient in knowing that God is working through them. And the last part, faithful in prayer. Never cease praise, praying. We know when we read scripture that every everywhere we see that we're supposed to be praying all day, all throughout the day without cease. So if we're able to step back and look at this verse and apply it to our own thought processes and, and getting out of the negative thoughts, we can read this and say, okay, God is calling me to be joyful and in hope. So I'm going to be praying about having that hope. And God is asking me to be patient in affliction. So I'm going to be praying that God gives me the patience to endure what's ever going on. And I'm going to be disciplined enough to be faithful in prayer and to, to pray without ceasing. I think that's so important. And so important to note, when we need to change our thought processes, we need to go back and be praying about it always. My friend, if, if you want to see any change in your, in your thought life and, and see that bear fruit in your actual life and your relationships and your work and everything around you, it starts in your prayer life and, and specifically in the way that you're praying, not just praying for the change of a circumstance but for the strength of the Lord to, to carry you and to focus on what scripture says. Be praying over scripture. Be praying over what the Lord is calling us to do and, and where he's saying to be hopeful, where he's saying to be joyful and, and cling to those. Don't cling to the worldly ideas of those because that's fleeting. Scripture is so clear that joy comes from hope, hope in, in Christ alone. So if we want to be joyful and if we want to have joyful thoughts, 
We have to look at what's filling our thoughts and filling our mind. This brings us to point number two today. Be mindful of what's filling your mind. And this is something that I, I constantly go back to, and especially recently in my podcast episodes, talking about this so much. We have always heard, and I'm not sure if you've heard this. Maybe you have. If you listen to my other episodes, you might have. But the concept of garbage in, garbage out. What you're consuming is affecting you, even if you don't realize it. Even if it, it seems so small, it's, it's going to be huge. And I, w- I want to paint a picture for you so you can understand this. So maybe like a month ago at this point, a month and a half ago, I was in my kitchen and my, my boys were playing in the living room and I was doing dishes and I was cleaning up from breakfast. And all of a sudden... I, I stepped over to put something in the dishwasher and my foot was like throbbing in pain and I stepped on a piece of glass. Now, the night before a glass had shattered, it fell off the kitchen sink off the counter and, and shattered all over the kitchen floor. My husband sweeped, he vacuumed, he cleaned it up. All the glass that we could see was gone. But yet, the next day, I stepped on this very tiny piece of glass. It pierced my skin, went into my foot, and was causing so much pain. I was bleeding. I had to, I texted a bunch of my friends that are nurses. They gave their opinion. My, my one friend came over. She couldn't even see the glass. The next day, I my whole foot was bruised and like was in so much pain. I couldn't even put weight on it. I had to go to the actual doctor. When I was at the doctor's office, the doctor couldn't even see the glass. They could feel it. They could see the bruising. They could see clearly how much pain I was in, but they couldn't see the actual glass. So this tiny little piece of glass was causing all this pain caused all this ruckus and I couldn't walk on my foot for the next few days until it finally worked itself out. But I say all that and I share this story to say the tiniest things make the biggest impact. So being mindful of everything that's influencing your thought life is really important. Now, I wrote a book a few months ago. Maybe it was like a year ago at this point. I don't know. I'm kind of losing track of time. Everything just seems to be blurring together as I'm getting older. But I wrote a book about how to not let social media ruin your life. It's on my website. But one of the biggest things that I talk about in it is unfollowing people to protect yourself mentally and spiritually. We kind of have to get out of this this thinking uh, where we think that unfollowing is personal or or rude or or harmful or take offense to it because if you are following somebody that makes you feel insecure, that makes you feel negative, that makes you compromise your beliefs, that maybe doesn't align with where you want to go, I want to tell you right now to unfollow them. If you're following any account online, if you're watching anything on TV or or listening to anything that isn't making you grow closer to the Lord or is distracting you or is making you feel insecure or confused or not peaceful, 
that's not something that you want to allow to speak into your life. We have a million voices all day, every day. We live in such a connected society where people are always talking. We are constantly connected to other people and there's so much speaking into us, but we can choose what's speaking into us and affecting our brains and our thought processes. I know when I watch the news, if I even watch the news for more than five minutes, I start to feel so fearful and I start getting in that negative thought process. So I know personally, I can't watch the news. I have to read unbiased news to get my facts. I know there's people I can't follow online because I know once I start start following them, I'm going to start comparing myself and feeling behind and, and then I'm going to start spiraling into this negative thought process. I know there's music I can't listen to because it really affects me on a spiritual level because everything we're dealing with comes down to a spiritual level. And, and the thing is, everything in life is leading you one of two ways. Everything in life is either one, leading you closer to God, bringing you closer to Jesus, or pulling you further away. There's really no middle ground, and you can kind of argue that, but anytime you have to argue it and say, well, this music I just listened to because you start to like justify things, and when you're justifying things, you get into this gray area, which can be kind of dangerous. And personally, I would rather err on the side of caution. And I know how precious and how valuable my thoughts are. And I don't want anything that's distracting me from what God has for me, from what God's calling me to do. And more importantly, most importantly, from, from allowing me to grow closer to God. I don't want anything that's going to interrupt that, that's going to put a wedge in that. And I really want to encourage you there. I don't want you to to get caught in this lie or, or this thought process that little things don't affect you because they do, even if they seem so minuscule or in, unimportant or you seem so unbothered by them, I promise that they're having an effect on you. And if you want to start thinking positively, you really have to take a step back and look at what's feeding your brain. Look at what you're taking in and how it's affecting you. And, and look at Romans 12, 12 and, and say, like, is, is what I'm listening to causing me to be joyful in hope? Is it causing me to be patient in affliction? Or is it causing me to be uneasy and, and to, to have this fear? Because fear and uneasiness and confusion, that's not of the Lord. That's of the enemy. And my friend, I want you to know that you have control over who and what is speaking into your life. And who and what's speaking into your life is going to affect your thought process. So you need to choose if you're going to allow negative voices in your life that are going to keep you stuck in a negative rut. Or if you're going to silence those voices and pursue voices that are going to speak into you. Are you pursuing community in your church? Are you pursuing friendships with Bible-believing friends who are going to inspire you and push you closer to the cross? Or are you isolating yourself? Are you going to follow people online who speak negatively and cause you stress and anxiety or make you feel insecure and, and 
take you into this negative thought process or are you going to unfollow them and follow accounts that cause you to feel inspired, that cause you to see the brighter side in things? Are you going to listen to music that has trash words in it and makes you just feel some type of way? Or are you going to choose to let go of that negativity and, and get rid of the toxicity so that you can reclaim your thoughts? Because we know when we read statistics from the National Science Foundation, we're having 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. We know that 85 80, I'm sorry, 80% of those thoughts statistically are negative and then 95% are repetitive. So are you going to do the work to cut those negative things out so your thoughts can change and that whatever repetitive thoughts you're having aren't negative, but they're positive and reinforcing truths? That's a question that you're in control of. And this is all tools to help you steward your thought process in a way that's that's going to help you see things more glass half full. So my last point today, I could go on forever and just talk about this for such a long time, but I know you're busy. I know you have things to go to and things to get done. And I, I don't want to keep you here too long, but I, I want to say this. And this is the last point. And maybe the most important point in changing your thought process, I really want to encourage you to get a journal and to keep a place. Maybe you're not somebody that loves to write something down. I do. I think it's amazing. I, Whenever I write something down, it just psychologically does so much more for me than typing it on my phone. But if typing on your phone works for you, do that. I want you to get a place where you can write down three things that brought you joy in a day that you can praise God for and then three things that you're thankful for. So three things that made you joyful that you can give praise for and then three things that you're thankful for. And they don't have to be extravagant. They can literally be so simple as I'm thankful I woke up today or I'm thankful that I have a voice or I'm thankful that I can go on a walk and they can be as simple as the joyful ones as I, what brought me joy today was seeing a dog. What brought me joy today was hearing my kids laugh. What brought me joy today was seeing the flowers on my kitchen table. These are so simple and so easy to write, but every day when you end the day, I want you to end the day by writing those six things down and reflecting over them. And then the next day, start that by looking at those journal entries so that you're starting on a positive note. We know that scripture tells us to be joyful and always give thanksgiving. And the verse that I'm specifically referring to right now is this. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, always be joyful, pray continually, and give thanks whatever happens. This is what God wants for you in Christ Jesus. It is so clear that we should always be giving thanks and praying without ceasing and just thanking God no matter what happens. And I 
promise you, once you start doing that, and once you start looking for things that, that brought you joy, once you start looking for little things that you can give praise for, once you start saying thank you to God and finding and seeking to find those things in the day, your whole thought process is going to change from, oh man, this really stinks too. Oh my goodness, this is such a blessing. Because the most terrible situations can be the biggest blessings. And that's a lesson I learned very early on. When I was diagnosed with cancer, I was 10 years old. And I was forced to deal with life and death at a very young age. Physically, that pain was so terrible. And emotionally, it was too. I was watching a lot of friends pass away. And I was being faced with a lot of hard things. On top of having cancer, I was outcasted. I was bullied. I wasn't able to be in school. There was just so much going on. But I don't see that time as a negative. I actually see that time as one of the most blessed times in my life. And you might be sitting there and saying, how? How can you see cancer as a blessing? I actually wrote an article on the Huffington Post a few years ago. And um, it was called, Why I'm Grateful I Had Cancer. And I, I still stand by that article to this day. I am so thankful that I had cancer because God was able to use that as such a blessing in my life and was able to actually pull me closer to Him. Because of that, I was able to actually have seeds of faith planted on my heart and a fire for the Lord set on my heart. And I was able to know how much I needed my Savior in Jesus. Because of that, I was able to start an organization. Because of that, I was able to start a business and write for the Huffington Post and speak all over the country. And then eventually led me to starting this ministry today. So much good came out of the pain. I see how God has redeemed that. I see how God 